This is the Find Your Focus podcast with Goals Classroom. We chat with inspiring and creative entrepreneurs to encourage, empower, and equip you to take the next steps in your photography business. We want you to leave each episode with actionable steps so that you can gain confidence, book your calendar, and earn more income with your passion. So grab some coffee or your drink of choice and let's get to it. everyone. I'm Logan Fay and the host of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. Today, I'm talking to Chip Desard, who is not only a photographer, but videographer and your go-to person for Facebook ads. Chip has mastered the art of bringing in clients through Facebook ads. 75% of his business comes through his online marketing efforts. Something that I really love about this interview is that he tells us what mistakes photographers make while advertising and how to advertise so that clients will actually book you. This is an episode that you cannot afford to miss. Let's dive into this interview with Chip. Chip, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for having me, Logan. Glad to be here. So before we jump into Facebook ads, tell us about how you got into photography and where you are now in your career. Well, I've been doing it for a little while, but I got into more wedding photography in 2010 when a friend of mine twisted my arm and asked me to do his wedding. I said, I didn't know what in the world I was doing. (laughs) Uh, And it ended up being a ceremony that was two hours, believe it or not, two hours. It's a concert wedding. Yeah, he didn't tell me all of that. It wasn't a reception, which is a concert wedding. So we we shot it like a church service. My background was in the church and doing stuff. And I just shot it like that. I didn't know what else to do. So, And that's the kind of way. And prior to that, I was just shooting events for fun and teaching and things like that. Well, that's really fun. So where are you now in your career? Yeah, so where I am now, I'm a full-time wedding portrait photographer and speaker and educator. I'm located outside of Baltimore, Maryland, D.C. area, and I've been doing this full-time for about five years. And we're just, you know, I'm enjoying the journey, and it's a great ride. It's really, really fun. I love what I do. Well, I'm jealous of your weather in Maryland because here in Texas, it is hot. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. It's hot too, but not Texas. Right. Not 113 (laughs) degrees. No, no, no. Not not that. Not that. So, of course, with social media, there are so many ways to market and advertise. Why Facebook ads? Well, when I started out, I I didn't really have a a platform. I didn't know what to do. I was kind of like, oh, my God, um, how do I get clients? And I really was at my wit's end. So I was in a certain market and it was fine because once you start out, at least in a wedding business or in a family business or whatever, maternity, you have a group of friends, but then you exhaust that friendship, all those friendships, because it's like, okay, you only do so many people's weddings, so many people's maternity shoots in your circle. So I had to get out of that circle and get people to hire me who really didn't know me. So the way I thought about doing it was equivalent to when Facebook and Instagram marketing first came on the scene. At least for me, I looked at it as like how I travel a lot and a TSA pre-check. So if you have TSA pre-check, you know, you get to the front of the line. You don't have to wait and take your shoes off and your belt and things like that. So I said, if I can pay a little bit more and get to the front of the line and see how that works, didn't know too much what I was doing. At least I could be out there more. So, but it was just not only that, it was about creating specific content and then getting that content seen and, and getting known in my area. And once I got that known, and I was doing photos and video, I do more photography now, but I had a, a leg up. I was one of the, um, you know, video is a big thing now, Logan, but I, I was doing videos back 10, 11 years ago before it was like very popular on 
on social media, at least the short videos, mm-hmm. especially wedding videos. So I feel like Facebook ads can be pretty overwhelming to someone who is new to it. What are your best tips for getting started? Yeah, so, I mean, we have so many, so many tips. So the first thing is you have to start, right? And you're going to make a few mistakes, but the thing is, especially if you're looking at audiences, and that's the thing I want to talk about, really, is really looking at who's your target audience. So you have to find out who those people are. And how I do that is look at who I'm already serving. Sometimes you look at, okay, who I'm serving already, but then I want to be in another market because there's a lot of people who listen to this and say, you know what, I want to be in another market. I don't want to serve this group of people, but I want to go to a higher level. I want to go to a next level. So I look at what their likes are. I look at where they are. And on Facebook, there's a thing called audience insights. And I study that first because you don't want to just throw money to to the wind, right? Mm -hmm. We've all done that, (laughs) even me. (laughs) And then, but you want to be very specific. So, for instance, if I know that my target market shop for candles at Bath and Body Works, there's a way I can target those people, you know what I mean, that shop at Bath and Body Works. Or if they shop at Nordstrom's or if they shop at Macy's or wherever, you know, whatever shoes they like, or if they like a certain photographer, if I'm marketing to that. I mean, there's so many ways to do audience research. So, the first thing is you want to do your research. The second thing is, after you do your research, you want to evaluate just where you are and what you have, what you have to offer, and look at other people, what they're offering. Now, Facebook and Instagram has this thing where you can look up what other people are doing. It's transparency and advertising. When I first started advertising, you couldn't know what other people were doing. So you look at what other people are advertising and how they're advertising, especially brands that are bigger than you. It could be somebody in the photography industry. It could be somebody outside the photography industry. You look to see exactly what they're doing. I love that. And I talking about knowing your audience just goes back to one of like the key foundations that you need to know about when you first start out is knowing who you're serving and where they shop, thinking about all those little details so that you can know who to target. So it's more than just, you know, knowing your client. It goes into helping you create Facebook ads. Yep, it sure does. So how do you recommend getting to know your clients so that you are not cold marketing? Yeah, so a few things, because we know that cold traffic, is, it's, it's expensive, right? So mm-hmm. there's a way if you want to do cold marketing, you see this all the time, Logan, where people are offering a free download or PDF or something like that. Then you nurture them on your MailChimp or, or ConvertKit or whatever flow desk that you use. But cold marketing is expensive. So what I like to do is I like to build up my list and build up something called social proof. So what that is, that's your former clients who are writing you reviews on Google, on Facebook, on social media, you can use that as proof because no one wants to be the first, right, to use someone's services. Let's say you move to a new town. I get this a lot when I speak, right? So people are like, you know, I'm a military photographer and I moved from this place in Texas, you know, to out here in Maryland and I got to start all over again. What do I do? And the first thing I would tell them is to use your proof of concept with your other clients. Make sure you get reviews. If you can get video reviews, that's even better. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can get written reviews, that's good, and screenshot them. But what I try to do, I try to say, hey, you can get on Zoom with the client and just record the Zoom. Because sometimes they may not send a video to you. Say, hey, can I have five minutes? Can I record the FaceTime or Zoom or, or some kind of thing? And just just talk about me. It's a little weird right now. It's a little weird. <laughs> but when they're talking about you in a good light, and you're like, I'm scared to death. But there's one thing I know about photographers, a lot of times that we will do enough for our clients, but we won't do enough for us. So think about it like this. When you have a client 
they've already paid you when you're going to that shoot. You have to think about the next shoot that's coming up. So always think about the next shoot. Another thing that I want photographers to listen is that when you're shooting, make sure you can have somebody to get behind the scenes. That will help with your Facebook marketing. Those little Android or iPhone clips that someone can shoot because it shows people what it is like to experience a session with you. And that's just a tip that I, I just really believe that video is powerful, especially now, what we're in now in this pandemic. So many things are depending on what Zooms or videos or conferences that are virtual. So cold traffic, yes, I know it's expensive, but I really want people to focus on getting testimonials, using proof of concept, then we're going to put that into our Facebook marketing mix. And that way, you can say, hey, if 10 people have great things to say about Logan, I know I should, I'm not going to be scared about using her either. Even though I don't know those 10 people, that helps reiterate the skepticism. I love that you bring up video because I think I've never really thought about that for reviews before. And if I were to see someone talking about a service or whatnot in a video, I can see their emotions. I can see that they're truly excited instead of just reading their words. I would be much more likely to use that service than just reading reviews. So I love that you brought that up. Yeah, I think that we really need to think about it more often. And I know if we ask people to do things, a lot of times they don't. So let's make it easy for people to do business with us and to get information to us. So that's why I'm saying we as a photographers have to be more proactive. We have to, you know, hey, let me do this. Can I just give me five minutes of your time? And if somebody really likes your services, of course they want to help you. People have never really said no. They may have said, hey, do it later. But rarely people say no, especially if it doesn't cost them anything and it doesn't cost them anything but time. Five minutes, they can spare that. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely love that. I think that's a wonderful idea. So what are a few key things that photographers can do to improve their efforts with Facebook ads? Yeah, I think one of the things I want to talk about is really, you said targeting, knowing your research. So we talked about that before. We talked about using video, behind the scenes video, getting that. And then also look at not only the targeting, looking at the amount of places you want to send people. So Let's just talk about Instagram because Instagram is very popular with photographers. So we're talking about Facebook ads. I'm talking about Instagram as well. So do you want to send them to your profile? And that is not a bad thing when you're doing an ad. Or do you want to send them to your website? And what action do you want them to take? So do you want them to fill out a form? Are you going to send them an ebook? Are you going to target them and retarget them? Because a lot of times, as you know, Logan, with marketing and, and every business knows this, it's about seven to eight touch points before someone really, even if they're cold or even if they're warm, they still have to see you. If you go on your feed now, you probably see the same types of ads over and over and over again. Let's be honest. I mean, I do. There's an ad I just had to hide the other day, not because I hated it, because I saw it so much, you know? <laughs> so I understand. And, but it was good. I was already sold on the product. So they didn't have to sell me. But it was just the fact that it was a service, actually. So, but I saw it over and over and over again. So I want to make sure that people know where to send people and then have a plan of action. What action do you want them to take? Of course, we want people to buy. But is anybody going to book you for $1,000 off of that? Probably not. So we want them to get in our funnel. So that's the thing we want to teach people, to get in our funnel. And whatever, if you don't know what a funnel is, it is your marketing funnel. If you have an email list, that is even better. And then we can do something called retargeting them, and then we can bring it back again. And I think that's the thing. So not only do we want to make sure that we look at people and we research, 
And then we allocate the amount of money because people say, how much should I spend? And the question gets all the time, right? Every marketer will say, and it depends. It just really depends. You can spend $20 a day to be active. I know some people will spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars per day and be active. So it just really depends on what action you want people to take. One of my favorite actions is going to, to a website or going to a profile or viewing a video because you can do something called retargeting. You can repurpose them and then they can see another ad. Mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of photographers miss some of those steps. And that kind of leads me into my next question. I always hear photographers say that they give up on Facebook ads because it didn't work out for them. So what are some of the mistakes that you see photographers making when it comes to Facebook ads? Yeah, it's really the budgeting because like I said, with the targeting. So you can't just throw money at problems or money at things. Yes, you'll get seen, but it's really what action you want them to take because everybody wants to get booked. That's the end goal. That's the light at the end of the rainbow, right? But I think that we have to really think about how we have to nurture people. So think about so what I do. I even write it on a whiteboard or write it on a paper or type it up. What action do I want them to take? So first action, if they're a warm audience, if they know me, say if I'm running a, a back to school special, because right now, if you're listening to this, a lot of people are not going to take senior pictures. So this is a, probably a perfect time or whenever this is airing, a perfect time to take senior picture. If it's a fall, if it's going toward the fall, toward December, October, November, December, people want to take senior pictures. And senior pictures aren't what they used to be. So right now, I would be setting up an email list to get people who are interested in senior packages to, to our checklist. Okay, so are you homeschooling your children? What can we do in order? What can I do? Where can we take our senior pictures? How can you commemorate this year? this whole school year mm -hmm. without having to do it in a studio or wherever. So you have like a guidebook. You want to create some resources. And then once you show that, they get to know you. And we know research says that people that know you and then like you and then trust you, that know, like, and trust are going to, you know, are highly able to do business with you than just someone who doesn't know you from anything. But I think if you offer something with value, and I think that's the thing that photographers have to do, we just want to spend money and get business. But that's not a cycle with advertising, right? We have to nurture these folks and we have to take a little time to get to know them. Like I said, the testimonials work. And once they see us, whether it's that senior photography, whether it's maternity photography, or even wedding photography, we have to know. So quick story. Right now, we're in a pandemic, at least at the time of this taping, and we're doing a lot of live streaming for weddings. Last year, I did maybe three or four live streams. I've always done it. I've always done it. This year, I've probably done at least 15 of them. You understand oh, wow. what I'm saying? But that's because I'm marketing it well. I put it on the front page of my website. I market it everywhere I go. And then what happens, I run ads for it. And I use SEO as well. So I don't have one size fits all, but I go from different angles to mm -hmm. get one thing. You understand what I'm saying? So yes, yes advertising works, but I think you have to know exactly what action you want to take. If you go to my wedding website, the first thing you will see is about live streaming because that's what I want the action of people to take. I don't want to confuse people with a slider with 15 different things. That's cute. That's great for my aesthetic, but I want people to take action. Mm -hmm. Being cute is good on Instagram, but we want them to take actions. 
Yes. I think a lot of people will post an ad on Facebook and then just get upset because they're like, well, no one's commenting, no one's messaging me, but they're forgetting all of those other pieces that you've talked about. They're forgetting to think about how to nurture their clients. And I mean, just thinking back to my experience with Cole's Classroom before I was a mentor and before I even joined Cole's Classroom, I probably saw 15 ads for Cole's classroom membership before I even joined. And of course, after seeing it that many times, I got sucked in, I signed up, and of course, I'm still with them today. But it takes more than just posting, you know, that one that one ad and being like, okay, this isn't working, I'm done. Yeah, it took you a while. So we have to put ourselves in our client's shoes. It's gonna take them a while. Now, sometimes we get lucky. Sometimes mm-hmm. we get somebody to see something, it's a referral, get something. We know that warm leads and warm marketing word of mouth works the best. And it's free, right? We, mm-hmm. we know that. But in today's society, especially if you're a transient photographer, if you move around a lot, and you want to go to a new market, a new town or something like that, you're going to have to do some type of marketing. And of course, SEO is a great tool. Mm-hmm. But again, to get quicker, like I said, to get to that line quicker, and you can go faster by actually paying for some advertising. Mm-hmm. So how do you know when it's time for your Facebook ads? Is it just when you're running minis or around the holidays, when you want to bump up your business or any time of the year? Yeah, I really believe it's any time of the year. I think that you should have a strategic plan with me and the clients that I talk to. Photographers, I talk to, I say, hey, look at the season. It's seasonal stuff is good, right? But you have to understand other people are doing seasonal stuff as well. Yes. Okay. So if you want to be in that crowded, noisy, okay, we know the Black Friday, that's always going to happen, right? We know that fall, minis, we know the spring. It depends what type of photography you want to do. I have some people that they even, they came with me and say, Chip, my word of mouth business is so good. I don't even have to run ads. So that's great for them. You know, if you don't have to run ads and you just have great organic traffic. But for those like me, you still run advertisements. I want to say that you have a plan, at least quarterly, budget, allocate some money quarterly for it. It doesn't have to be every month, but it could be quarterly. Now, if you have a product, a physical product or something that you're saying instead of a service, I would say, let's say if you're doing t-shirts, let's say if you have a spinoff business, there's a friend of mine who has a candle business, right? She's a wedding planner. So she wants to sell those products. So we're running ads for her constantly. You understand what I'm saying? Because it's a physical product. So people are not really thinking about candles often, right? They need to see it. It's a hard kind of sell because you have to smell candles. So that's going to work on videos. That's going to work on testimonials. That's going to work on repeat business. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? And reviews because something like that or a t-shirt business or a small product. But the stuff that I'm talking about is if you're trying to sell thousands of dollars worth of packages, there's a different pipeline for that, for the, something that's like mini session, you know, mm-hmm. under $500. I'm talking about some of the thousands is not, someone's not going to make a decision on one ad. <laughs> They're yeah. going to make a decision off of a lot more stuff. Now, you can get lucky, like I said, but 90% of the time, the smaller ticket items, I would do those either monthly, but the bigger ticket items, I would do those quarterly. Okay. okay. I would do those quarterly or at least twice a year. Good to know. And I like that you brought up that, yeah, it is good to think about everyone, not everyone, but several photographers do mini sessions, especially fall and Christmas. And that is going to be a very saturated space when those seasons come up. Yes. Yes, it is. Well, I have learned so much already and just about this, I think 20 minutes that we've been on here. If our listeners want to learn more about you, where can they find you on social media? Yeah, so Instagram and Facebook, just type in Chip Dizard, C-H-I-P-D-I-Z-A-R-D. And then on my website, 
chipdesire.com and slash Facebook ads and slash FB ads. And the link will be in the show notes, I'm quite sure. And then if you want to see my wedding work, it's chipdesireweddings.com. But just search my name and uh, you'll, you'll pretty much find me. Awesome. And we will have all of those linked at colesclassroom.com backslash podcast in the show notes. So make sure to check those out as well. Chip, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you, Logan, for having me. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Find Your Focus podcast with Cole's Classroom. I hope that you got some great takeaways from this episode that you can apply to your business. Make sure to visit colesclassroom.com backslash podcast for the show notes and any links that we talked about during this episode. If you like this episode, head over to iTunes and tap that five-star button and leave us a review.